Hello everyone and welcome to the Friendly Neighborhood Podcast. I'm your host Slim Dayspring. Let's see what the streets have for us today. The reason I decided to talk about this subject with everyone is Infinity War comes out in a little over two weeks and all of us need to just sit back and reflect on what a interesting and fun 10 years this has been. All of us comic book fans, superhero enthusiasts, and occasional moviegoers. Now for me, this started back before 2008. I remember reading Wizard Magazine that was given to me, and it was because there was this huge scoop of uh, interviews on Spider-Man 3. But another article in the magazine was a discussion about the first Iron Man movie. Seeing that picture of Robert Downey Jr. there, I just knew this guy is going to be the perfect Tony Stark. Which is funny, because I was never a fan of Iron Man growing up. Yes, I watched the 90s TV show. And it was good. It was good. It was very enjoyable. Long behold, I see the movie, and I'm just enjoying myself the whole ride through. Then at the very end, and everyone was talking about this, Samuel Jackson comes in to talk about the Avengers Initiative. And to my surprise, I was really excited. Because me not really being a fan of the Avengers, it told me that more heroes are going to be introduced. But it seemed too good to be true because up to that point we never had a superhero cinematic universe. The closest thing to it was Fox's Daredevil that came out in 2003. Where Elektra died and ended up getting her own spin-off movie, which I did watch. I was doing homework that night and there was nothing else on TV. Then, a few months later, months later, we got The Incredible Hulk. And again, a joy to watch. And it was very exhilarating because we got a S.H.I.E.L.D. reference. Which blew my mind. It was like, wow, this is, this is real. This is actually happening. And then at the very end... Robert Downey Jr. comes in the bar talking to William Hurt's General Ross saying, what if I told you we're putting a team together? Which just solidified everything. And then all the fan trailers came out and up until this day, I'm trying to find all those trailers, those fan-made trailers for the Avengers movie that was to come. 
Iron Man 2 came and I was excited to have Scarlett Johansson in the in the movie and then again we had more confirmation we're doing an Avengers movie and it just seemed too good to be true like we're gonna put all these characters together like how is that gonna work then we had Thor which was in my opinion really good and Captain America and at the end of it that post credit scene with that teaser for the Avengers movie I couldn't even deal I couldn't even deal I remember telling my friends about it in July of 2011 like this is happening and Loki's coming back and Captain America's got a new suit where is Iron Man <laughs> it was a wonderful experience then Avengers came and changed the cinematic history as we knew it. It was either going to fail or it was going to succeed. And it succeeded in spades. It's a great movie. My favorite movie of all time. But it's not my favorite MCU movie. Which may seem shocking. Then other movies came, Iron Man 3, Thor The Dark World, and then we had Captain America Winter Soldier. And again, movie history changed, at least for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, to where they could do more serious, gritty, politically based movies. They did it, and they did it very well. By directors who are only known for You, Me, and Dupree and TV shows. Guardians of the Galaxy. Avengers Age of Ultron. Ant-Man. And then Civil War. It just seemed too good to be true even then I remember 2014 being a interesting year for me we had we had Captain America Winter Soldier and then shortly after we had Amazing Spider-Man 2 which was not the best it wasn't terrible but it wasn't the best and there were so many comments on websites and uh, YouTube saying just give Spider-Man back to Marvel and all of us were saying that's not gonna happen it's not possible Sony's not gonna do it even though they should and they clearly don't know what to do with Spider-Man and then it happened <laughs> how in the world did it happen leaked information Sony was copping their pants down and so they made a deal a deal that, again, changed the MCU forever. And so then, there was talks. And I remember the day I found out. Spider-Man is going to be in Captain America Civil War. It was, it was, it was already a big enough deal that they were going to adapt Civil War anyway. But we all knew, oh, but Spider-Man plays such a huge part. And then they put him in the movie. I had that feeling 
watching Civil War that I did when I saw the Avengers for the first time. Because Spider-Man is my favorite superhero. And seeing him alongside other heroes that I've come to love on their own merit was an experience I can never forget. The Marvel Cinematic Universe as a whole is a great franchise and the most profitable franchise in cinema history. Even now, Black Panther on his first outing made over a billion dollars. What other superhero in their first movie has done that? It's truly astronomical and historic for reasons we won't get into right now. But it truly is a landmark in cinema history that one studio can successfully produce movies that are good at best and cinema excuse me good at worst and cinema changing at best we are now on the cusp of watching Avengers Infinity War with a cast of heroes ranking over a dozen it's just something that has never been done before by anyone and as we've seen with other movie studios when they do try to emulate it they don't do it right people like to complain oh, Marvel has their formula Marvel found a way to make it work and they keep doing it and just again looking at other movie studios when they try to do something different or try to compete they can't because Marvel found what works which is a good thing for all of us so when they branch out and test out okay can we do this well let's start with something smaller can we do Avengers Infinity War let's test it out with Civil War and it worked very well even then big things have small beginnings Avengers can we put six heroes in a movie and make it work where everybody gets their due and no one's crowded out yes can we make a sequel that is close to being as good if not better they did that with Avengers Age of Ultron at the end of that movie we have nine heroes and again they all get their due for a little less but we still appreciate the performance the character what he brings to the table and he is involved in one of the most jaw-dropping events in the movie Vision picking up his hammer 
So it's been a slow build to what we're about to see in the next two weeks. And they've built confidence in all of us that they can make it work. When I was a child, I never could have anticipated this. I never would have figured I'd be going to the theater, seeing Thanos wielding the Infinity Gauntlet, something I read as a teenager. Before the Avengers came out, so this was before even the idea of Thanos even doing something like this was even introduced. That book is wild. But they've managed to incorporate so many different genres. But it's still a universe. So it's filled with many different genres, different people, different adventures. Life is not always one way. Everyone's life is not always the same. We live in a world, and it's a big one. Sometimes our lives can be what can be described as a romantic comedy. Depending on our life choices, it may even be considered a political thriller. Or a complex crime drama. Or just a drama period. So, it's feasible that they could make all these different elements work within one franchise. As a person who enjoys the writing art themselves, I have a philosophy that I learned from someone else. Anything can work, you just have to make it work. And Marvel has made it work. They've had their bumps. Iron Man 2, Thor The Dark World. And I see that from the perspective of other people. I have no problem with those movies. Of course, the humor in Thor The Dark World is a little much. But they've learned. Where people didn't respond to one thing, they do another. Where people like one thing, they continue with it. So they listen and they adapt. And they know what we want to see. Which is why they're successful. To contrast, we can look at Amazing Spider-Man 2. Kevin Feige gave notes on what to improve with the movie. He mentioned Electro is a little too silly. The idea of Harry Osborn dying because of this sickness is rushed. And people are not going to like the idea that Spider-Man starts fighting the Rhino and then credits. Did they listen to him? No. But that just goes to show you Kevin Feige knows what he's talking about. 
so when we have some directors who can't work within the parameters that Marvel Studios gives, that's fine. Everyone has an artistic vision, and that's okay. But just seeing what they've produced so far, if you can't work with them, odds are you might be the problem. Now, of course, obvious, the first person that may come to mind is Edgar Wright. I have nothing but respect for the man. Whatever creative differences they may have had, as a filmmaker, he has his right to walk away and no one should give him grief for it. But one would have to wonder, what was he intending to do that Marvel said no and we're not backing down from this? Could it really have been, well, I just want to do this. I don't care what you're trying to do. I would certainly hope not. No, Alan Taylor had his issues, which is fair, because I'm one to believe that Thor The Dark World, while good, could have been better with just a few minor changes. They've really helped us to build faith in them as a studio. So, we're all excited. Even though this movie could be a total letdown. But faith is the assured expectation of what is hoped for. We are assured that we are going to see a phenomenal movie. And faith, being based on evidence, their track record is undeniable. Granted, some of us may like more movies more than others and just not like some movies at all. That being a taste issue. But the general consensus is they know what they're doing. And of course, this is just my personal experience, but the, the movie that they've produced, I'm definitely excited. I cannot wait. I'm in league with everyone coming up with their own theories of what might happen. I find it very funny that even some of the actors haven't read the whole script. Or weren't told who they're interacting with in certain scenes. Now if anyone else did this, I'm absolutely certain we would all think this movie's going to come out terribly. Because they're going to act like they don't know who they're fighting. But, this is Marvel Studios we're talking about. It's synonymous with the, I'm Batman, he's Batman excuse. Well, how are they able to do that? Because he's Batman. How are they able to do that? Because they're Marvel Studios. So we give them a lot of leeway. It's quite fantastic what we're, we are approaching within the next few days. I hope all of you will take this time to reflect on everything that's come before it and how we've all been prepared for this majesty of a movie. <laughs> it really sounds like I'm hyping it up and in truth I am. 
And if for some reason it turns out to be less than adequate, of course, we'll all have to put our heads down and be sad for a long period of time. But they've worked this hard. They have this track record. They put reliable men in charge to oversee this project. We can only expect great things. This is your host, Slim Dayspring, signing off.